Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, Episode 10. Today's episode is another installment of Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to our previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Uh, we can flash forward to uh, you guys heading out with Grom LLC, if you like. Okay. I, all right. So I'm not going to make you produce a gazillion NPCs here. Yeah. But there's this like part of my mind that's a little afraid that we're going here with a mining crew and everybody's going to die. I don't know why you think them having names will save them. <laughs> and personality. I'm just, I'm just curious, like, what is the size of this mining crew? Like, are we going with, like, half a dozen people or, like, two people or, like, 20 people? You're going with about 10 people. Are they all, like, engineering type people or do they have actually employed military people to come with them to this? You get on their, their ship. They have an actual, like, warp-capable ship to take them there, which is, like, it takes a corporation to do that, essentially. Uh, it is clearly a like mining vessel. There's mining equipment everywhere. There's not a lot of space for passengers. It's definitely like a working ship. What's the ship's name? The ship's name. <laughs> She's like, oh, we'll save everything. It's called the Smashing Star. Uh, if you want to track this information, you can. I mean, I, I track all the information. That is true. You've got a pilot and co-pilot slash engineer. You've got, let's say, three like straight up marine-looking characters. They're in powered suits like that. Okay, so they have protection. They have some level of protection. This is not enough to, like, ward off a full-scale Zerg assault, but a couple Zerglings around, they can definitely take care of. So that was four or five people I've named already. Uh, and they've got two more people in, like, the SCV suits, uh, space construction vehicle suits. They're going to sort of be doing the actual mining, you think. Again, they're just kind of like trying to collect a few good samples to prove that it's worth it or not worth it. And is it like a, a day of travel to get there or? Yeah, we'll say it's like a day, a day and a half or something. While we're in transit, there's two types of things that Imogen would want to talk to people about. One would be to talk to the soldier-ish type people, I guess like with folding Lily into that as well about what we heard regarding this planet having had Zerg activity. Like, I don't want them arriving totally unprepared. And you tell us to them on the ship after you've left. I'm just saying like, oh, it's good to see, you, you know, you've got some, some things here. I heard that Red Hall has had some like Zerg activity in the past and there might still be some Zerg around there. Is that why you have these guys with guns? Uh, so this guy's like face shield is down at the moment. Uh, you're saying these things to him like he, uh, he rolls it up. It's big like puff of smoke kind of comes out. You see this guy is smoking a cigar inside of his helmet. He's like Zerg. Not surprising they're crawling through pretty much every world. Wait, you didn't know? People don't tell me anything. I just shoot stuff. That's fair. <laughs> uh, he kind of looks at you, Lily, and he's like, what about you? People tell you things? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing important, right? <laughs> Probably. I just want to know, where's the next meal coming from? Where's the next Zerg coming from? Keep it simple. You have experienced fighting Zerg? Once or twice. On Korhal? Wait, Korhal doesn't have Zerg or not. Uh, no, that's a fair question, actually. I'll say on Core Hall and then she he can be or she he? Yeah, this one is a is a man. 
this marine. Uh, so yeah, I uh, fought on Korhal. <sighs> well, it's kind of funny. I fought with the Zerg on Korhal, trying to reclaim it. Wait, alongside the Zerg? You're a foreigner, so maybe you don't know. The uh, some forces from Earth a couple years ago tried to lay claim the whole sector. It was a thing. It was a thing. Uh, Lily, you were probably part of that war in some sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, they took over Korhal for a while. Uh, you know that Queen of Blades? She, you know, she did some crazy shit, but she helped put uh, Minx back on top. Uh, she actually led the charge to uh, retake the capital city. Of course, then she killed uh, General Duke. So, you know, she got what she was looking for. General Duke? Oh, yeah, General Duke. Uh, I didn't serve with him. Otherwise, I'd be dead too, you know. No, he ran Alpha Squadron. Used to be a Confederate general. Changed sides during the war. Yeah, he's was some kind of big deal in the Dominion then, I guess. So what's your suit packing? Unless Imogen's gonna, seems like she's continuing this. No, that's good. He... Imogen now like drifts away, having like achieved her goal of, hey, there's Zerg. And now Lily can like engage them and know like what they're equipped with and stuff. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, he showed, he's like, yeah, I got this C-14 uh, Gauss rifle, high, high APM. I got the ones with the uh, extra depleted uranium rounds. They go a little further. Very nice. Sweet. He pops open a little compartment in his arm. And he's showing you, like, and I got the uh, stim pack injectors, and I need to get some good stuff, uh, take out some Zerg. It's a little unfortunate we don't have uh, medic support on this, but it's okay. I'm sure I'll be fine. Uh, I heard they're coming out with suits that uh, got jetpacks on them, but I haven't seen anything like that yet. We certainly can't afford it. What? Jetpack suits? Yeah. I don't see how they could, like, it's way too heavy. They'd have to cut out something. I don't know what. Well, I mean, they have the fire bat. They just add more. Yeah, those fire bats, they just keep getting heavier every year. Yeah, a few years ago, they were almost as mobile as us Marines. But these days, those guys can barely move. I mean, it sounds cool, a jetpack, but I wonder if it's just easier to just take a bike or something. Yeah, I think... But you're not strapped to. I think so, yeah. Something like that. Someone shoots you in the back, you're going to blow up. I don't, I don't know who they're going to get to pilot those if they put a jetpack in. That's, you'd have to be nuts. What would be the benefits of it over just getting on a bike or in a tank? Uh, I mean, you could probably like hop up cliffs or something. I guess you could fly. Yeah, I can't imagine it could be sustained flight. <laughs> That's, that'd be like way too heavy. Unless like the whole thing, like why not just strap you to a wraith and then like, you, but that's just crazy. So then we theorize about jetpacks and, and I'm, I'm happy to hear whatever other equipment these guys have. And, and especially if the more excited they are about it, I'm happy to listen to whatever. Yeah, they're, they're generally happy to talk. Most people aren't interested in talking uh, with the Marines. Uh, so he talks to you all about like his gun. He's got an extra clip. He gives you his like per his not his personal comm number. Like he's giving it to you. Like if you get in a jam down there, like give us a call. We'll try to see if we can get in. Uh, we don't have any vulture bikes or anything, but at least we'll know right away. What was but his name? Nobody has names. Yeah. Nobody has names. No. This guy's name is Durian, like the fruit. He says he's got kind of like a, a Southeast Asian uh, look to him. I'm Lily, like the fruit. Like the the flower, right? Sure. But like the, I guess flowers are fruit or something. It's short for Lillian. Cool. I don't think Durian's short for anything. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> We're not very bright. But yeah, like he shows you like his boots. Uh, other things is like you know lily is very interested in all whatever marine equipment they've got and whatever specs he wants to talk about you get a full lot of information about 
his equipment and everything. It's not quite up to like military grade gear, but it's pretty close actually. Okay. Uh, like the from the guns to the armor to everything. Like these guys can definitely be able to like fight zerglings and together go up against a hydralist. They'll be able to provide some significant security to everything but a like concerted attack. You think? So are they? I don't know if all of them are talkative or not, but through their weapons, do, are they like the same style? They're all equipped kind of the same, or do any of them seem like they have more specialties? Right. Or just like represent their personality of I'm more melee or, you okay. know. They all seem to have the same standard layout, except Durian. He's also got a big like combat shield strapped in mm-hmm. one of his arms. He's like, yeah, I ordered this special. It's like nice. It'll keep me going for a while. I'm going to earn that pension, boys. Does it have like, does it have tech? The shield? Or just for shielding? It's mainly just a big plate of uh, like Neo steel, but it's light enough that he can carry. It doesn't slow him down. And he says it just takes some extra training uh, to get used to using it and the rifle at the same time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they adapted these from old uh, medic shields. Oh. And now you can use it and a weapon all at once. Just for defense, or is there any offensive capabilities? I mean, you could smack something with it, but the power fist is already pretty nice. Okay. Yeah, so Lily just kind of talk shop with these guys if they're... Yeah, they're definitely glad to uh, to chat. They, like, test out, like, hey, you want to arm wrestle? He's, he's kind of like, just, like, joking. Sure. He's, he's in his crazy powered suit. Lily's reckless. She'll try it. Okay. Let's see what this thing does. She brings her arm. Give me a <laughs> uh, four purple athletics check. <laughs> She's like, she'll try it. Maybe I should use a story point. You know what? I don't think we're going to get to any, like, combat tonight. Yeah, then let's do that. I can fill out the story a little bit. So I use a story point and... Flashback? So, yeah. So I need a flashback. I'm trying to figure out all my... What skill are you having her do? Athletics, right? Yeah. So, okay. So I know athletics is kind of a general thing, but let me think about a flashback of... There are two things. Could be arm wrestling or a power suit. I think maybe the suit would be more likely to be something rather than arm wrestling. That's fair. So let's see. Was she... In a power suit fighting, is that a specialized skill to do a power suit? No, most Marines fight in power suits. Okay, so she's in a power suit and she must be fighting something. So she's in a battle. Let's say, what should she be fighting? Zergs or Terrans? Uh, so you're going up against like another Terran right now. So maybe fighting other Terrans makes you sense. You know what? Yeah, let's, let's tie back into that. So maybe she was actually involved in some battle where she was fighting against Terrans. The one where they fought the Zerg. So she's fighting alongside Zerg. Ah, okay. Okay, I like it. You can flash back to the Battle of Korhal fighting alongside Zerg. Turns out you fought on Korhal too. Then yeah, when we're fighting, I'm fighting Terrans and I'm fighting alongside Zergs. Maybe I should have brought my personal Zerg with us. Not the first time you fought alongside Zerg. Changed my mind about that. I don't know. Yeah, so you're on Korhal. It's an extreme, it's even drier in your flashback than it is sort of in the, the current day. You're actually running on creep uh, and you, for a second, like you you trip and fall over in your power suit because it's it's creep. It's hard to, to deal with. Mm-hmm. And like, you're kind of stuck trying to pull yourself up when like slithers by like this hydralist, this like giant seven foot tall kind of like snake plus other things. It actually like picks you up without actually mm-hmm. hurting you and urges you on as uh, you're like going into the, uh, the literal war zone of bullets and spines flying everywhere. And so you're sort of next to this hydralist. You're sort of, but he's your battle buddy. Okay. Uh, for this part of the mission. Oh my God. And there's other like Terran Marines who are all in a uh, very stark white battle suits that look like a little bit different design on them. They're trying to attack you, but 
you and the hydralists are just you're gunning people down. You shoot somebody. Uh, he throws a like an acid spine at another guy. Uh, someone tries to get behind you. You like crawl up on top of the hydralists and get the high ground on him. He like picks you up and like use it, holds you sort of a like a Thor holds rocket uh, raccoon and a. Avengers. <laughs> he just swings me around. Swings you around a little bit. Uh, you guys are actually sort of teamed up, taking out these dirty fascist Earth Directorate guys. Okay. And then, like, you guys, you and the Hydralist high five. <laughs> if we meet that Hydralist, you may be able to pull some plot out of that, too. Okay, so then I will roll the dice and see how that does. I zone out a bit, and then... Four purples. Three threats, which isn't probably too bad considering what I'm doing. That's okay, that's okay. You're holding him, and he... At first, like, he's not actually being really serious. Uh, like, he's kind of letting you get some, but then he realizes, hang on, this is... Like, you're putting up a lot more resistance than he expected. I could egg him on, too, a little bit. I'm reckless. Oh, I want to see what he's got. Show me what you got here. Uh, show me some coercion. Uh, this will be two purples and take a blue die. <laughs> because I'm not afraid to do it. Two advantages and two threats. Total wash. He's holding pretty firm, but he's, he's, he's going to finish this off now. You feel yourself starting to bend. You're not quite able to hold him back. I mean, he's literally in a power suit. You're, you're not. I know. This is all a bad idea, but I'm going to go as far as recklessness will take me on yeah. this. You are hanging on. You're like, no, you're going to hold on. He, he doesn't want to hurt you, but you're not surrendering. Yeah goes slams your fist down he wins yeah i need a two purple resilience check from you <laughs> resilience well yeah he's gonna win what the hell was i thinking <laughs> two successes one advantage he slams your hand down like he's clearly one he's like ah. and then he's like oh shit did i hurt you i'm i didn't mean to do that i'm really sorry but you're you're fine your arm just kind of stings a slight bit but it's really fine that was awesome i smack him on the back <laughs> Because it didn't hurt me, but it, you know, no. I probably got enough adrenaline. You definitely do. He's like, Phew, damn, you gave me a run for the money. I'm going to have to get some of the servos checked in this thing. He's glad that he didn't break my arm, probably. Yeah, he was definitely a little, a little concerned there. I am too. That was a little dumb. <laughs> but you're totally fine. Recklessness pays off once again. It was awesome. Imogen, were you up to anything else? I wanted to talk to the more sciencey people about the type of minerals that we should be keeping an eye out for, but also to see if I can learn anything else about this thorium stuff. Uh, so that's like the couple of people by the SCV uh, outfits. They're like checking their gear. They're like getting their sample jars ready for everything. They got a couple like barrels even. Like they're planning to harvest some minerals to make this worth it. I guess, and it's also like partly to to learn from a sciencey mechanicy perspective how much is a useful amount to bring back. Oh yeah, if we're gonna yeah. collect samples. Since he asked us to collect some stuff if we come across it, is a fist-sized rock okay, or like is that even excessive? Sure, sure, it's sure. It's partly to educate myself to to do this task well, but also to see if they can tell me anything else about Jorium. Do you approach it as just being friendly? Do you try to say I I am also a scholar. Let us swap notes about scholarly things. I am not intending to approach this with any sort of pretense that I am their caliber. Lily and I are very clearly along for some other purpose, and I'm going to be doing this as an auxiliary task, and I want to do it as well as I can, and I don't have the sort of training they have. Okay, so it sounds like a charm yeah, uh, kind so. of thing. So just two purples. There is one black, because they are kind of busy. They're trying to do some, some science while you guys are just kind of the passengers here for some reason. Your black is not part of this role. <laughs> I try, you know, I try. I was thinking earlier how jealous I was of all the points that Lily had gotten in skills when I have been spending things on talents, but I'm using these talents all the time, so. <laughs> Pays off. 
but my role is a complete and utter wash. You're just trying to ask about the minerals. And they say like, uh, look, we're really kind of busy. Like we have some pamphlets. It's like the same pamphlet that Rom had for you. Like, it takes a long time to learn this stuff. You can't just get a couple tips and then know how to do geology. Like I, I studied for years to become a mineralogist. That was a whole semester of sample sizes. Yeah, and there's another woman there. She's like, I studied metallurgy for a long time until, you know, the university burned down. But uh, like, like you, for a layperson such as yourself, like this is probably the best guide that you can take for size of samples. Like a fist, more is better, but like a fist size is pretty good. Uh, do you have a standard geology size hammer? Then I can show you exactly how big. No. Nope. Okay. Well, then, then like fist is probably, probably going to be fine. Yeah, but we got to get a lot of things ready. So like I said, I don't know exactly what you're here for. I understand your friends, Mr. Grom, though. So look, whatever makes him happy is fine. But please just try to let us do our jobs. Do they seem not enthused by this job? Make a perception check. Two purples. This is success with one threat. You get the vibe that like Redstone 3, like it's dangerous. And dangerous not even because of Zerg, just because of like lava. Uh, so there's, there's people are a little bit on edge. Uh, because of that. And uh, this was sort of a, a very quick turnaround thing for them. It's like, oh, okay, we got to go to Redstone 3. Maybe they had some other project going on that got interrupted. Okay, then I, um, I'm i going to make a discipline check to see if I can stop badgering them. <laughs> <laughs> I succeed it. So I will, I will not attempt to elicit information about Jorium from them. But you gotta have it. Yeah, that's why I made a discipline roll. Yeah, yeah. But I feel a little bad because we're the reason that they got this emergency TDY. Yep. Okay, so they're just a little little busy, busy working vessel. Uh, they got things they need to do and they're running a short staff already. We can flash forward you guys landing on the planet if you like. Is it a smooth landing? Like, is the atmosphere okay here or? We can have the pilot make a check. I mean, that's not what I was trying to, to cause to happen. But I'm just wondering whether, like, is this such a crappy planet that even coming down is turbulent and things like that? Or is this, like, Sullust? Like, is the whole planet glowing red from space? Yes, from space, the whole planet is pretty much glowing red. There's a one biome world, and that biome is lava. There are clouds on the planet. They're thick black clouds of soot uh, that are up everywhere. The pilot tells everyone to strap in because there's a bit of a soot storm going on. It's when the soot hits the fan, man. She has a hard time controlling a landing craft getting down. Uh, so the ship actually is going to end up taking a crit D100. Uh, tell me about 27. It's your favorite. Shields failing? Yep, losing power to shields. Okay, so that's going to be a little more difficult. Their ship is going to be under sort of constant threat. From each of you, I will need a coordination check to catch yourself during like the, the crash. Uh, it's just gonna be a two purple coordination check. Failure with threat. I don't strap in fast enough. You do not strap in fast enough. Two advantages. I think you can each roll on the crit table as well. You got a 40? Mm-hmm. 40 is a level one crit. It's called a stinger. Your next check has increased difficulty. Okay. Uh, it just sort of jostles you in the wrong way. So then I'll just, I'll kind of make up a story for what the crit was when we do the roll to see what. So Imogen got uh, off balance. So you get a black die to your next skill check. Appropriately enough for the shaking ship. I don't grab the seatbelt fast enough and I go staring back across the other side of the floor as the ship turns. Uh, yes, yeah, so you guys sort of crash land. It's not good. The ship has taken some significant damage. Uh, and they're going to have to spend some time doing repairs, which is going to cut into their time harvesting minerals, uh, which is unfortunate for them. You have landed on like a mesa out to the west here. You know your target is 
on another mesa out to the east, but you're going to have to cross some, like, lowlands to get there. The pilot sort of calls back, like, everybody okay? Sorry about that. Soot came up out of nowhere. Yes, sir. They're like, we're going to have to make some emergency repairs. Should be able to get out of here. Not too much time. Hope the equipment's all right. Uh, either you two, any good, uh, good with mechanics? Not really. I can take a look at it. Uh, no, if you're if you're not trained, it's probably better if you don't. But if you run across any extra salvage material, that might help us make some repairs. We'll keep an eye out. How far away are we from our coordinates? Several miles, I will say. Like, it's certainly walkable, uh, but it's a bit of a hike. Okay. And this whole region you're in, it's sort of in the middle of a giant, like, lava... Not lava lake, like lava sea would be more appropriate. Uh, so there's only so much land uh, to walk on. So you can only get so lost. So we have... The, at least Durian gave us a personal number. Yes, yeah, so you can definitely call him. You should be able to radio back to them. Okay, so if we found something. But if there's like a soot storm going on, that might interfere with your comms. If we come across equipment that they can use, we can just radio in and give them coordinates and we keep going. Yeah, they might be, if their ship is flyable, they might do that. Or they could like send their marines to go get it or something. Yes, they might do that as well. That's what I was going to ask. Teamwork. Yeah, so as you guys. Hydralisk high five. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys kind of step off the ship, you remember to put on your filter mask right away because it smells disgusting. Uh, very sulfurous and it's hot. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's not like sweaty so much hot just because there's so much lava, uh, the water tends to dry up very quickly. I mean, I don't lava this place. Ah. <laughs> so the surface is mostly barren rock. Every now and then uh, you see some like lichen kind of stuff growing, clinging to life. Make perception checks, actually. Two purples. This reflects you looking out the window. But we're also both supposed to make our next checks worse. You want to make this perception check. Can we do it combined? And if so, do we apply both the penalties to it? If you do it combined, I think you apply both penalties. So then we're looking at two yellows and a green. Two purples, the base. So it would be a purple, a red, and a black. Yes. I think this is appropriate because if this is like, we were both shaky and a little uh, torn about still by our collision with walls and things like that in the ship, so. Hit your head a little bit. Oh, this is unfortunate. Really with one advantage. And you know, this is because of our crits. Yes. Uh, so like, as the ship is crashing, you do see off in the distance, there is sort of a larger structure of some sort uh, that might be in the region of where you're, lo you're looking for. You get outside, the atmosphere, as I said, smells terrible. It's also just very hot. Does it spread even through the masks? I will need resilience checks with a black dye, but the mask removes the black dye. Two purple resilience check. Thank goodness we did the perception check. If you have a mask that has a despair associated with it, you get a free red dye upgrade. So it'll be a red and a purple, I think, for you, Lily. Yeah. It's for free? I didn't even have to do anything? No, All right. We had, to, we had to pay for that upgrade. Well, yeah, you had to pay for it. I think I'm glad that I, I'm assuming my resilience is slightly higher, but that may not be true. Your resilience is better than mine. You're stronger than me. and it's One success and one threat. Yeah, that's kind of why I took it. I figured I could probably take it a little bit more. Lily, you just suffer some strain. as like, it's hard to get the seal right, but you okay. do make it fit. It's not terrible, but uh, you recognize that this mask is not, not going to last super long. It could be my face. It's not memorable enough for the death to stick. It's got memory foam attachment that it doesn't work in your face. How'd you do, Imogen? Failure. You will have a black dye for the remainder of the encounter. Yeah, so there is a, a relatively large ramp, is too strong a word, but sloped down uh, to the low grounds. Several of the like geologists are like, well, we're not really in, 
like mechanical engineers, so we're going to go collect the samples and we hope that the rest of you will take care of the ship. They immediately start hiking to the low ground because they know that's where the best samples are going to be. Wait, okay. they didn't send a mechanic on this? Or the pilot? The, the co-pilot was co-pilot slash engineer. Uh, yeah, the co-pilot is sort of the engineer as well. Okay. Um, she's one person and it's a big ship. Right. We can travel with the scientists as long as we're going in the same direction. Yeah, they're going probably to the central lowlands here. You're going all the way across. Okay. Yeah, we might as well stick together as far as we can. And are the marines splitting up? Some with the scientists, some with the ship? Right. Two of the Marines are staying with the ship. One of them is going with the scientists. And we exchange numbers. So when Durian gave me his, I'll give him mine so that if they need to call us back or whatever, or they need help. Okay. <laughs> In that case, Durian will... Now, Durian's going with the scientists. So he's with you initially. Yeah. I will need an average survival check to get across this low ground safely. And I am going to upgrade it. So it's a red and a purple. Is that one for the group? One for the group. I think that's Lily's department, maybe? I do have two ranks in it. Yes, that is Lily's department. All right. One advantage, one failure. Well, that's not too bad. Not for Lava World, but... Oh, right, Lava. I had almost forgotten about that. You guys are kind of caught in the open when one of the geologists, like, pulls a little sensor, like, hang on, seismic readings. We got to move. I need a coordination check to scramble up this, like, there's another slope. So this will be a two purple coordination check to make this scramble. Is there not enough time for the climbing gear to be useful? Not in this case. And this is more like just scrambling up. It's not a super hard climb. It's just being quick enough to get out of the way of the lava. Three advantages, two failures. That's a bad time. I used all my luck on arm wrestling. <laughs> you know, a good use, really. Well, actually, maybe the ship just really rang my bell. That is also true. Imogen, how did you do? Success with threat. Imogen, you managed to scramble up in enough time. Threat, you have taken some strain. You didn't get fully scorched, but you did have to hoof it. Lily, you aren't quite as fast, and you get cut off from the mm -hmm. slope that you need to go up, okay. but you're still on the low ground, but you're now surrounded by lava. What do you do? Can I do a jump? You might be able to make a jump. It will be two purples and a black athletics check to make the jump. But okay. if you fail, you fall in lava. Boiling hot magma. So maybe can we use the climbing gear to aid that jump? If you make a coordination check, Imogen. Lily, you're doing athletics, but Imogen wants to help you with this climbing gear. Okay. So Imogen will make a coordination check. By help, she could be like, use the gear. Because yeah. <laughs> I was just going to jump. <laughs> uh, we'll say two purples, Imogen. No. Uh, she tries to swing the gear out there, but it's not it's not working. But she doesn't melt the gear either, so that's a plus. Excellent. Uh, so Lily, you're just making your leap. It's jumping over hot lava. You do have two story points available. Yeah, maybe let's do that since it's all going into lava. Uh, yeah, lava's a bad time. So I will take that and four successes, one threat. Apparently when you use a story point and you really need to make the jump. Yeah, so Lily, you're running out of space to like make mm -hmm. the jump in even. Like there's not enough space to, to really back up. So you have to do as much as you can. Your foot steps in the lava for just a second. Uh, you take a one strain from this, but you run up, make the leap flying through the air. Doesn't look like you're quite gonna make it. Durian's there at the edge. He manages to give you an extra length of hand, reach out, Excellent. grab you, pull you in. <sighs> Thanks, man. First time on a lava world, huh? <laughs> It's not yours? No, I fought a char. Oh. Place is a hellhole. If you've never been there, you're lucky. Seems like it. The geologists are kind of going back and forth like, oh, this is this is actually perfect. These minerals, it's going to rejuvenate the, the local supplies. Oh, this is exactly what we needed. 
they're a little bit oblivious to Lily nearly getting killed. <laughs> That's Sorry. fair. You know, we've ruined their week. Or we've made their week. A little bit. What do you guys do? I guess we... if they're secure here, we can just head over to, with our mission. We're not on a, an isolated island now, are we? I pull out some couch cushions and throw them down so we have something to jump on. <laughs> All of this is lava. So we might have to route to the south? Yes. Now I'm wishing we had jetpacks. <laughs> or a vulture bike. But I just generally wish we had one of those. <laughs> Maybe one day, you know? <laughs> and we haven't yet seen any equipment as you've traveled? You haven't yet looked. So yeah, let's just keep heading. I mean, if these guys seem set and they're secure, I mean, we could look to secure the location. I'm assuming the Marines did that, but I definitely we should take a second to secure, make sure there's no Zerg for these guys before we head out. So that's what I'll do. I'll okay. just kind of check. Lily, you want to scout around to make sure there's no Zerg nearby. Does that count as an encounter? Can I check my strain? Not just yet. Unless you guys want to take time and like, Take a break here. No, I mean, I've only taken two strain. When you reach the, the uh, location that'll work. of the, the cerebrate, I feel like that'll be the closeout of this encounter, depending on what happens. Uh, and when a new encounter triggers here, you're going to have to re-roll the resilience check as well. Okay. So that's a, that's a two-fold thing. Lily, you're looking for Zerg. Yeah. Imogen, you wanted to look for equipment? Yeah, I had thought as we were traveling across the terrain, we would be looking for that. So make, make a perception check now. Both of these will be two purple perception checks. Lily for Zerg, Imogen for interesting equipment. One advantage. You don't see any Zerg uh, in the immediate vicinity. You're going to recover some strain. The atmosphere right where you are right here is a little bit clearer. Okay. Imogen? Failure. You don't see anything valuable uh, right around in this region. This looks like just a, a secondary mesa. What do you guys do? The uh, geology team has started... Some of them are like, the, the scientists are like, they're trying to take a couple samples of the lava itself. I'm assuming the Marines have established their perimeter or whatever, and they everybody seems like they're set up. Yeah, there's one Marine, Durian, is with these guys. Okay. What happened to the other ones? They stayed with the they're ship? They're back with the ship. The ship is sort of, they have to protect the ship. Okay. Then as long as, I, I guess I look at Durian, I say, are you good? Yeah, he's like, I think we'll be fine. It's a little tough being cut off, but we'll be all right. This is about what we expected. Okay, so then he's, we've got each other's numbers, so we can head over to the thing. Yeah, you want to get sort of east eventually. It, it does look like there's more to the east. Maybe you can skirt around from the south. Uh, you see more lowlands over there, but they do not currently have lava on them. I defer to Lily's ability to navigate wilderness. Then I will lead the way, rolling whatever I need to roll. But I pay attention to what Lily is doing. Give me a three purple vigilance check. Two successes, one triumph, and two threats. Ah, okay. I will know what to do with this triumph. Tons of failure, one threat. You're intently watching Lily. Yeah, she's hard to, like, put a face to, you know? Lily's like, uh -huh. Other than being, like, tall, and she looks kind of strong, but not overwhelmingly jacked. And I don't actually have an eye patch. She does not actually have an eye patch. You think if she had an eye patch, she'd be easier to recognize. That would be, it would really, it would be a strong image for her. I wasn't checking Lily out. I know. It was more like, I might want to put a rank in survival. I better like... That's, that's what I, I figured. <laughs> but then you get distracted by how unmemorable my face yeah, is. Yeah, you get kind of distracted. You're watching Lily, not watching what Lily's doing. Uh, Lily, you had many successes and a triumph. Did you have threats or advantage? I had two successes, one triumph, and two threats. Uh, so you do take two strain. Okay. You do notice some creep to the south. Okay. You don't see any active Zerg right now. But where there's creep, there's bound to be right. Zerg of some kind. But you have a triumph across the way, sort of where you're interested in going. 
you see a faint shimmer of something. Okay. Yeah, I don't always do this, but I'll point those out to Imogen, both of them. Sometimes I don't think to say anything. There's a faint shimmer, and you know, or you recognize uh, that shimmer. You're not having a story point flashback, but you are having a flashback. You are back on a lush green world. You've just uh, thrown a grenade and blown up a Confederate bunker. Uh, everyone's kind of celebrating momentarily. And you see someone come out of a command center. I don't say you see someone. You see a faint shimmer mm-hmm. about human-sized come out of the command center. And you know there was a Confederate officer in there. The shimmer kind of drops and you recognize it's your commanding officer, Lieutenant Kerrigan. Okay. She has dropped the shimmer. She is no longer cloaked. You remember, all right, she's a ghost. She can go invisible. Okay, what's a ghost? A ghost you also remember, we'll say, okay. is a psionically gifted Terran who has been trained, tormented, whatever, by the whatever Terran government. Okay. Into being like a lethal assassin kill team. There's lots of rumors about what ghosts are capable of. And that's where we need to go is over there by the Shimmer? The Shimmer looks like it's headed in a southeastwardly direction. You are headed further into the, the darkness there. Okay, so from my perspective, is a ghost like a dangerous thing for us or a potential ally, not so specified? it depends. Like if it's a Dominion ghost that can help you, that could be good. Right. If it's a Dominion ghost that's a total jerk, that's not good. If it's some like unregistered ghost, who knows what it is? I mean, it could be somebody that's just trapped here. It could be someone who's trapped. It is unusual for someone to be out here uh, like that. So then I will point out to Imogen the creep to the south. And then the creep to the northeast. Yeah, and the creep to the northeast. And I'll actually radio that back to Durian so that he can be aware of that. I'm going to investigate the shimmer. I, I say I see something else, but I don't want to say what I what it is until we've investigated it. So you let him know possible Zerg to the south, and you're checking out something else. Yeah, basically, from his perspective, I just want to give him anything that might be a threat. That's good. And then I will tell Imogen also about the Shimmer, which I've only ever seen that on a ghost. And I don't know if that's something everybody would know or if that's just something... It's people with combat experience might be familiar with it. It's the whole program. It's like sort of they think of it like the Men in Black. A lot of people believe there are ghosts. Right. But they're literally, in some sense, literally ghost stories. No one is really sure what they're capable of. Is the Shimmer like a cloaking technology or it's something that only ghosts can do? It is a cloaking technology, but uh, on a personal level, you think only ghosts can do it. Like a large a vehicle with a sufficient like cloaking reactor of some kind, that could definitely cloak, but that you have to have a large enough reactor. Okay, so it would have to do with their psionic ability or something? Is that It's case? somehow tied to that, you think? You don't know exactly. You, you know ghosts are entrusted with this cloaking technology. Okay, so I say I think it's a ghost over there. I think it's cloaking. You see that shimmer over there? I don't know if she can see that. Yeah, Imogen, you can make a three purple and a black perception check. How far away is it? It's way across the, the lowlands here, but like up on a ridge. So it's at least half a mile away. Seems like a terrible cloak if it has a shimmer. It, like, you just happen to catch it, and now that you're looking for it, you can sort of, sort of follow it. It's just like something's cloaked there, and it doesn't quite look. Yeah, it's like there's, like, if you move your head a little bit, there's a slight, like, visual artifacts. There's a slight, like, refraction uh, around it. Yeah, you said shimmer, and that makes sense. How's it going, Imogen? Success with three threats. You do manage to see it faintly, and you can see it is, like, approximately humanoid-shaped. It's way too far away to get a good sense on, but whoever this is, 
they see you as well. They kind of pick up the pace. They duck behind some rock somewhere and you lose track of them. We need to go that way. Well, they're not, if they're not looking to be found, then that's probably a different thing. I'll, I will let Durian know that I think I see somebody cloaked. I don't know if they're friendly or not, but... That gets his attention. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean somebody's cloaked? What, the Zerg doesn't, but the cloaked... Like, Zerg he knows how to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, somebody cloaked. What do you mean somebody? I don't know. Like, I, maybe like a ghost or something. Maybe like... A, I'm going to need more info on that. That that could be anything. That's the only thing I've ever seen like it. It just looks like a cloak. That could be real bad news. Yeah. It seems like they're trying to retreat from us. So I don't know if... <laughs> image just keeps going. <laughs> Durian, like he's, he's super paranoid. I tell him where it is, where I last saw it. And then I give him the location of the creep. So he's set up. I mean, they're pretty well protected in their little lava nook. Yeah, and that's where you guys are. You, you'd you have to cross the lava if you wanted to like go directly that way. Yeah. So that's probably not going to work. Yeah, I'm not so concerned about catching the ghost person, but making but sure... That's the direction that Imogen's headed. Yeah, I noticed that. I will grab Imogen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could have made the threats, uh, oh, you stepped in the lava, but yeah. uh, the guy slips away. I say, nope, not that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really, the lava is still out there and even when it's not actively being flooded like it's still going to be extremely hot rocks yeah rapidly cooling lava uh sort of like the only way you can go right now is south yeah i kind of wish that we had sent us some of our sweet tea <laughs> that you know would be super handy right now so yeah i guess we'll have to pick our way through the creek you don't think we could cross the lava i don't know how to cross it you, what did you, you have in mind you did all right jumping before you want to jump it all right then how, i guess how wide is it so just, just to be clear this area of lava is what what area of lava this area that you would be looking to cross that's like at least 200 meters of lava okay lily like jumped clear just barely like not to scale i guess uh, is how most of this is. So you'd have to like run across the lava or find like make a little lava boat if you somehow wanted to get across the lava itself or find a way to fly, find a mutilisk and ride it. I don't know. Is the creep flammable? That sounds like a good knowledge zerg question. Two purples, knowledge zerg. I will give you a blue die because you recently fought on creep with a fire bat. Success for the threat. Creep is generally not flammable. It's actually pretty resistant to fire itself. Uh, it's the Zerg themselves that get burned. Maybe we can build something out of the creep. I just kind of picture it more like mucus, so it's going to dry out. I mean, you might be able to coat something with it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I get that, but I mean, if you have an idea, Lily's not going to, wait, make what out of creep? Make a boat <laughs> out of the creep, a raft out of creep, so we can cross the lava. Don't you remember? Firebat was shooting his Vespin flames all over the place, and the creep wasn't burning. Isn't creep just like goo? It is gooey. Uh, it's not flammable, but like you'd have to, it's not solid. So we can head that way, and maybe we'll come across some abandoned piece of equipment or something. And then we coat it with creep, and then we cross the lava. Okay. <laughs> Lily doesn't have a better idea. Well, there you go. So how do you guys approach moving onto this creep? I'll go first. I'll get my gun ready, and I'll just kind of start... I guess maybe stealthily trying to see. I want to see if there's any Zerg, though I'm guessing they're not going to be tunneling around here. When we get right up to the edge of the creep before anyone steps on it, I want to use my sense living things. Okay, that's a good idea. So we'll do that first with Imogen. As Lily, you're probably using some military calls. Grabbing Imogen, <laughs> giving, giving Durian the up update. <laughs> I have success with one threat. So you're able to detect at short range? 
Yeah. You don't detect anything, any creatures alive at short range. Okay. It is uh, stressing your system a bit. You do take a strain. So there aren't Zerg currently under our feet? No. Or if they are, they're really deep down. And burnt. Yeah, that's probably true. I'm just going to kind of count on they're not burrowing around here. Lily, give me a stealth check. One red and one purple difficulty. Two successes, five advantages. You keep Imogen's head down a whole lot. You can recover some strain if you like. Okay. Don't forget, you have second wind, right? Yes. So you can just snap your fingers, take a sip from a water bottle, recover some strain. You actually spot, uh, sort of on the other side of the creep, Oh, wait, with the five advantages, I could clear out all the rest? Or did if you, you want it. For storytelling, that's fine too. I only have two strains. Okay, so you can clear up two, and then we can spend a three to say that you guys decide why you spot things, in addition to being hidden. Okay. You're creeping along. Uh-huh. In the creep? Yes. You do spot, sort of off on the other side, there is a hydralisk, one of the large snake-like, but sort of upright snake creatures. Uh, and a couple zerglings, and there's also, there is a creature, it looks, it's a little bit bigger than a zergling, but it looks like it's almost, imagine like a balloon, and it's like a water balloon that is full, but it's glowing green, and it's just kind of like pulsating out every now and then. Uh, and you can make an average uh, two purple zerg check. One failure. Okay, you're not sure what that is. I don't know that it's one of those exploding ones, and probably yeah. if I shoot it right now, it would blow up all over the other guys, but... I don't know. Yeah, it's a big, creepy-looking uh, zerg of some form. They're over on the other side, not where you guys are. You can see the slope down to the low ground is further east. Can we get past them? Does it seem like we might be able to sneak past them? It seems like you might be able to sneak past them. Okay. Uh, at this point, it will only be a two-purple check as you're leaving their territory rather than moving to the center. Okay. Seems like I do better in creep than not, so maybe I'm a zerg. And maybe. I can uh, barely keep up with you. Yeah, Imogen, like, you're definitely having to, like, pull her along. Her boots keep getting stuck. Three successes, one threat. So you're just getting there, and at the last moment, you think maybe the Hydra sees you. But it's just, you see it, it takes, like, some piece of equipment or something, some piece of tech. And it's just, like, taking a swipe at it. Okay. That it's in the area that's where it's at, which is nowhere near you guys. So you take a little bit of strain, but you get to the low ground on the east side, where there is... Currently no lava. You do see, it looks like the island you want to get to, but there's like a cliff in the way. There's no like nice slope up. Ha ha, climbing gear. Whenever we're out of earshot, I'll radio back to Duran if he's still close enough about the Hydralisk and the Zerglings. Okay, he is close enough. I don't know if they're close enough to be a threat to him or not, but... He's like, that's more than I can handle alone, so that's... But you said they were pretty docile, or...? They're, well, they didn't notice us. All right, well, that's good. Yeah. For your sake and for ours. It's one thing for him to be fighting them, but also trying to protect a bunch of scientists is probably a whole different ballgame, so... Yeah, well, hopefully this lava will start cooling and we can start heading back. And some big green... I give him, like, the description of the green guy. Big green guy, you say? He makes his Zerg check, and yeah. nobody knows what it is. <laughs> big green guy. Shit. You said it was just a little bit bigger than a Zergling? Yeah. Ugh. Kind of round. I describe it as concretely as... No, that's that's called a Baneling. They're explosive. They're suicidal explosives. They're, they're, they're full of, like, acid. They get up in your face. Kaboom. Whole squad melts. Shoot them from far away is what I heard you say. Absolutely. What? Yeah, even if you're kind of close, if you can cut them down, they have to, like, self-detonate. Oh, okay, okay. So it's it's okay if, as long as you kill them before they blow up. But, of course, if they're on your face, they're probably going to blow up before you get a chance. Good to know. Thanks, Dorian. Did you see, was this one uh, crawling or was it rolling? Could I tell? You had advantages on that? Yeah. Yes. 
Uh, this one was crawling, so relatively slow. It was crawling. Okay, well that's that's good. Sometimes they can evolve the ability to like roll like wheels, we big wheels of death, they're real fast. But if he's a crawler, that's that's something at least. You know, and at some point I remember Dan basically being, here's your personal Zerg baby escort. It'll grow up to something you probably could use right on this planet. But you left him. No, no, that's much longer term. <laughs> planted him in the creep here. Oh, yeah. He could have been a canoe for all we know. That's a true. A lava canoe. Probably a larva could stand up to lava. Yeah. Could have <laughs> used him as like a surfboard to get across. Go snowball. <laughs> you got a snowball's chance and well yeah okay so we're we snuck past that and then you're scaling the cliffs of insanity oh yeah so then we get out the climbing gear so you each have to make an average athletics check who's going first what does the climbing gear do for us it will give you a blue die i want you to go first so that you can get lots of advantages so that the climb is easier for me okay so one success two advantages one triumph you can get up two advantages you can give imogen an extra blue die with a triumph. Can I help Imogen? Uh, there are some options. You can have like, okay. you can leave the climbing gear here and have like, you'll just be able to rope down if you take this route on the way back. You won't even need to make a, a check. So that's one option. You sort of have your nice climbing gear set up here. You'll lose the climbing gear in the end. Yeah, probably not because we may need it again. You might need it again. That's true. Uh, that'd be one way to use the triumph. You could just upgrade Imogen's. It's like you make a nice little harness for her. Yeah. So she's not going to fall and die. Let's focus on getting Imogen up the cliff safely. Okay, let's do that. So she gets two blue dice, one from the climbing gear, one from Lily, and an upgrade from Lily. So two purples. Success with a threat. Okay, you do suffer some strain. As you guys get to the top of the cliff, make two purple perception checks. Did you want to do this one together? If you want, I have a black dye to everything I'm doing, though. Okay, so would that factor in? Uh, if she just generically helps you, then no. Okay, then uh, I will help you, so you can benefit from my three cunning. Three successes, one triumph. You see off in the distance, there's sort of like a, looks like a large structure, it almost looks like a skeleton, but you can sort of see closely enough, it's clearly constructed, and sort of underneath the skeleton, still on the surface, there's what looks like sort of the, the file pictures that Lee June had of like, well, this is sort of what a cerebrit looks like. Oh, okay. It's slightly decayed. There's a lot of like holes in it. It's not moving at all, but it looks at least somewhat intact. This area, however, there are a significant number of Zerg uh, critters around. You see a few hydralists, you see a couple of Zerglings. Uh, they haven't noticed you yet. You're sort of back, you're sort of in like a back corner of this whole place. You see also a particular kind of Zerg structure. Imagine like a big spine that sticks out of the ground. You see it's sort of like scanning around and it like snaps down at something real quick. And you can see there was like some sort of like rat or something. Okay. Uh, some small creature that it had like impaled. This thing is like a, the size of a building, a small building. Oh, weird. And that looks like it hurts. Yeah, okay. You have a triumph. You... See, across the way, there is the shimmering you noticed before. You see it again. Uh -huh. uh, it's paused, and you notice that it's paused sort of like almost exactly 100 meters out from this big floaty Zerg. There's a Zerg like flying in the sky, but not like a mutilisk. It looks like a big balloon with a couple extra big eyes on it. Okay. So it's another Cerebrate that's alive? No, it does not look like a Cerebrate at all. It's just a big uh... floating. Make a two purple... Knowledge Zerg check. There was one that described to us that there's one June told us about that she said was a floating one. 
Uh, there is. You can take a blue die for remembering that fact. So two purple, knowledge zerg check. You want to try to identify what is this floaty zerg? It was like below the cerebrates on the ladder. They got two advantages. I mean, you can take some strain back. Reverse strain as I'm like, oh, June talked about those. They're, they're fine. <laughs> they're fine. They're fine. It's not a big deal. It doesn't look threatening, but it is sort of patrolling the area in a way. Oh, the non-threatening zerg. The one that raises the alarm. Uh, potentially, yeah. So would we have to go past the spine to get to the cerebrate? Yeah, you would. And the cerebrate is like a solid, solid thing? Uh, what do you mean by solid? I don't know how far we are from it, but my first thought was we get over there and get a sample, but is there any way to get a sample to us? Fishing? Oh, you would have to get closer than you are now. But yeah, if you had like if you had a fishing pole, you could probably rip off a hunk of flesh. I mean, okay. we've got the climbing gear. You do have the climbing gear, which probably includes a grapnel. But you're like 200 meters away right now. Nice little lasso. Cast it, reel in yeah. some tasty cerebrate. So that would be an option, but I don't know if it's actually a safer option than just sneaking up and getting some. It might attract well, more notice. increase the distance of sneaking required. Yeah. Yeah. As you're discussing the shimmer, you notice, Lily, it sort of starts tracking, like in a circle, keeping the same distance from that floaty zerg, and it's headed in your direction. And I think that's where we'll uh, end for the night. Probably somebody like, what the hell are you doing here? Do you know how dangerous it is? Trapped down here for 15 years. <laughs> old prospector. You got any gum? So old, I'm fading away. <laughs> He's that literal ghost. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can take 10 experience. Damn, this place is hot, though. It is. And this will count as the end of an encounter. Your characters can roll to recover strain. We'll do the noxish atmosphere at the beginning of the next session. You've been listening to Fraud Investigators, set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe, and played using Fantasy Flight Games' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Dan, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories, reminding you, don't be dumb.